Hey, this is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to take a minute to tell you about POW Audio. Now, POW Audio is going to change your listening experience. You're probably asking yourself, TJ, how is POW Audio going to change my listening experience? Because POW Audio has a revolutionary design, delivers a crystal clear and powerful sound in a collapsible Bluetooth speaker. That's right, collapsible Bluetooth speaker and is designed for ultimate portability. So check out facebook.com, search POW Audio or on their website, powaudio.com. That's P-O-W-Audio.com. One more time. <laughs> What's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And welcome to the State of the Saints podcast. And uh, I really do appreciate your time. On this edition, uh, we will have a special guest, uh, T Bob A. Bear from uh, ESPN 104.5 out in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You probably know him if you stay out in that area. Uh, he does a morning show called Off the Bench. So he will be a guest on the show. Uh, I want to say thank you all for tuning in. Special shout out to the chat. And also, man, I want to say thank you to everybody. I mean, it's to each and every one of you that were a part of the State of the Saints podcast live um, on the last show that we did. It was the highest viewed State of the Saints ever. Now, we've been doing the State of the Saints going into our third year. It'll actually be three years uh september the 8th believe it or not that was the highest viewed podcast that i've ever done so i want to say thank you all so much thank you for your time i really do appreciate it man y'all could have been doing so many other things so i mean i'm extremely humbled by that so i'm looking forward to having a good show uh t bob will be here soon but as of right now i'm just going to give a special shout out to everybody in the chat i see dexter is in here uh chemo uh cries jerry travis uh you're all doomed okay i, I mean that's a uh, one heck of a, a profile or a handle <laughs> uh jamarcus uh is in the building we have uh carla uh we have shamika so uh yeah we got uh, quite a few filing in uh just before uh we get started uh today's topics are going to be about jadavion Clowney. of course i'm going to ask t bob about that course we know about Alvin Kamara's contract people are still wondering is he going to get signed there's a lot of unanswered questions in the who that nation and hopefully you know we try to clear some things up and hopefully we'll have some more clarity by the end of the day I mean I know the New Orleans Saints uh, they're going to practice today uh you know the contract negotiations between the Saints and Alvin Kamara's representation is is taking place and also Jadavion Clowney man the Saints are really aggressively trying to get him 
uh, to be a part of the team. So, so much to talk about coming from the New Orleans Saints. And not to mention, I mean, the up-and-coming week one game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I'm not going to lie to you, I was watching Undisputed before I actually started to do this show. And they showed the promo of the Saints versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm I'm going to be 100% real with you all. Your boy would fire it up, okay? <laughs> man, I would fire it up watching that, you know? So I, I recorded it, man. I put it on the State of the Saints podcast Facebook page and tell me, watching that promo, you're not fired up. I know I am, man. So, so much to talk about. Uh, but while we're waiting for uh, T-Bob to come in, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, answer some of your questions that you may have and some comments. Um, Chamika says, the show was great last night. Yeah, I agree with that. That was a fun show. That was probably one of the best uh, shows that I've done. You know, I mean, it, like I said, it's very hard for me to go back and watch uh, some of the shows I do. Not that I, I don't enjoy it, but just the fact that looking at myself on camera, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't grasped uh, that type of concept just yet. You know, I mean, I'm on the radio uh, Monday through Friday every morning, but it's one thing to hear yourself, but actually see yourself. Uh, I haven't... Uh, you know, reach that point of my uh, career just yet. But I have enjoyed watching uh, the State of the Saints podcast on last night. Uh, some of the commentary, uh, everything was just uh, great. So thank you all very much for making that possible. I mean, as of right now, less than 24 hours, man, we're almost at 3,000 views on, on YouTube, man. And we are about seven subscribers away from 4,000, right? Before the show started, I think I would probably like, almost 50 away from um, 4,000. So that tells you everything you need to know. And I want to thank you all for making that all possible. I, I really do. Jamarcus said, congrats to everyone in the chat. Yeah, thank you for making it possible. I appreciate that. A says, TJ, what's good, brother? I've been working, been missing the show, uh, but been catching it on iTunes. Well, I appreciate that, uh, Ace. Uh, I appreciate that, Ace, because, uh, you know, I mean, we're really trying to push the audio uh, podcast. You know, a lot of people, you know, they tune into YouTube and on Facebook, and I appreciate that. But I, I ask that you uh, take the time out to please uh, subscribe uh, to a streaming app, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, uh, wherever you get your uh, your podcast or your music from, and search the State of the Saints podcast. And please subscribe uh, to the State of the Saints podcast. We're really trying to grow. Uh, I see the numbers are starting to pick up. But, you know, if you have not done that already, all I'm asking you to do is just take a few minutes of your time, you know, a few minutes of your time and subscribe. All right. Uh, Craig said, how y'all living? What's going on, Craig? Appreciate you stopping by. Uh, Travis. Uh, Travis says it was great. And I definitely agree with your opinion on clowning. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, you know, didn't agree with what I was saying, Travis, you know, but that's what makes this show so great. You know, we don't have to agree on everything. Uh, but we have a good time and breaking things down, you know, so I, I appreciate that. Thank you, Travis. Tragic says nothing like two New Orleans just able to relate to one another. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we all know, man, when it comes to the Saints, uh, we have a lot of difference of opinions. You know, you got the you got the fans that really don't understand football. They only understand what's in front of them. Then they got the fans out there that's been longtime fans like myself. Then you got fans out there, you know, that are casual, that want the Saints to win. Then you got the grandstanding fans who say they've been a Saints fan since the, the mid-80s, but, you know, only come around during the playoffs, which a lot of fan bases have. But whatever fan uh, you fall into, 
Uh, we we appreciate you here. Okay. <laughs> Jamika says you showed your natural born tail and was dead on. Hey, you know, it was it was all about entertain and entertainment. You know, I try to be informative, but at the same time, Shamika, I try to be entertaining as well. You know, I, I don't want to be dry, you know, be up here just sounding like I'm Ben Stein or something like on Ferret Bueller's day off. And if you probably you probably never seen that movie, you know what I'm saying? It, it's the movie with Matthew Broderick on there, you know, and he had uh Ben Stein as his teacher. Anybody know who Ben Stein is? He's the guy who used to be on the clear eye commercials with that that slow dragon voice okay and i try to avoid being that type of person i try to bring the energy you know i try to try to get it hype you know what i'm saying especially when i'm talking about the black and gold because i really love my team man love my team chemo says happy birthday to your wife jamarcus my birthday tomorrow man happy birthday to jamarcus's wife uh god bless you to see many many more and uh we appreciate you here Carla says, got to hurry up and sign AK-41. Yeah, Carla, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen, though. Like I said, he's at practice. Uh, the Saints uh, have been working with him, the representation, uh, I should say. So they're, they're going to get a contract. They're going to get a contract done. I'm, I am I'm 100% sure that they're going to get a contract signed. Rob McCoy, uh, we need new trainers for real. <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm subscribed on YouTube and iTunes, and I follow you on Twitter. Love the content and the way you interact with your audience. Man, that's what it's all about. You know, the audience makes the show. I tell you all the time, you know, one thing that bothers me about Sports Talk Radio uh, is the fact that most most uh, people that do Sports Talk Radio, uh, they don't listen to their fans. You know, they make it about them. You know, if it's their show, they want to be the one to have the last say. If a, if a person calls in and makes a good point that you know the producers are quick to like turn the pots down so you sound so the the host can sound louder than a caller trust me i know this man because i control levels at the radio station okay so i know how high you can put the telephone uh you know conversation i know how loud you can make the microphone but it's all about bringing the credibility uh to the host but i'm not i'm not about that man you know i i, I don't mind being called out you know if i say something you remember me saying something fine you know like call me out you know what i'm saying if you have a valid point then i'm a, I'm a going to give you your credit for having that valid point uh I, I feel like the most important the the most important thing on any show is not the host but the people that make the show what it is there's a reason why at the end of every quarter uh you you have what they call nielsen ratings that come out okay and no matter how good you think your content is if you don't have an audience, most likely your show is going to get canceled. Okay, on YouTube, uh, it's a little bit different because if you're not listening to the to your audience and you don't give them their respect, then they can just easily go watch something else. There's over millions of hours of content on YouTube, okay, or iTunes. So I try to give you all the respect that you deserve. You make the show. Um, people that come and, and you know I'm I'm privileged to do interviews with. It all started with. You all click and subscribe, you know, so I appreciate that straight up. I wonder who the coach is that's going to Houston to speak with Clowney. Uh, I don't know, man. It might be Dennis Allen. You know, you, I mean, if you're trying to recruit a guy like the David and Clowney, you know, you're going to try to bring the best out. You know, there's there's sometimes where if you have a number one recruit in the country, if you, you know, let's just say if he's a high school guy and he's the number one recruit in the country. 
most likely you're probably going to have your head coach go out there and sit on his living room couch, you know? So if the Saints are trying to recruit Jadavian Clowney and they want him to feel as if he's a he's a top priority, probably going to be Dennis Allen. You're not going to send the, you know, the the numbers guy, you know what I'm saying? Not the assistant defensive coordinator, but the, the guy that runs the numbers, the guy that, that has the notebook in his hand that, that records how many tackles a guy had just in case the computer uh, don't don't ring it up correctly. You know, like you, you send him out there. Nah, but if you're recruiting a number one guy, I mean, you're going to send out the creme de la creme. So wouldn't be surprised if Dennis Allen uh, is not in Louisiana right now and he's in Houston. Dwayne says, what up, TJ, the Who That Nation? What's going on, Dwayne? Appreciate you stopping by, man. Uh, thank y'all, man. But as of right now, um, I'm going to welcome in uh, from 104.5 ESPN in Baton Rouge from off the bench, we have T-Bob Abel. What's going on, T-Bob? Yo, what up? What's going on, man? Wait, uh, can you all uh, – everybody's good? You can hear me, see me, everything? We good? And Sorry, we- I'm a little late. Now nah, you good, man. Uh, just getting everybody warmed up for you. <laughs> yeah, but we can, but we can see you, and we can we definitely can hear you, man. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, oh yeah, part dude. of the State of Saints podcast, man. Yeah, dude. I look. I'm 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 super pumped. I cannot wait for uh next week. Yeah. The the arms race that is currently taking place right now between uh, you know, it's like a cold war right now with Peyton and Arians, dude. The Bucks <laughs> add Fournette. The Saints now trying to add Clowney. Uh, it's incredible, dude. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I said it last night on my podcast. I said it's almost like if you're neighbors, right, and you look you look next door and you see your neighbor who has a, a Mercedes Benz, and you're like, okay, <laughs> let me go out. Yeah. And, and you go out and get a Phantom, or, you know what I'm saying, you get a Bentley Yes, coupe. exactly. <laughs> so, it's, so, everybody's trying to one-up one another. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, T-Bob, let, let's go ahead and get started. What do you think about the Saints signing Jadavion Clowney? Do you think it's a good move, a bad move? What, what's your take well, on look, it? I think if you can pull it off, it's a great move, dude. I mean, um, one year – Ten million dollars. Like at that point, when I see one year, the number is irrelevant to me. It's like, right. what number can? Because because if it's only for one year, then cap really doesn't come into play because the number is the number, and they either it's either in line with the cap or it's not. Right. right. So if and so one year, ten million dollars. Hell yeah, man! It makes sense for both sides. Um, if the Saints secondary is as good as we you know, believe it to be from like the camp reports and stuff. And Janoris Jenkins sounds like he's going to be great this year. Right. Uh, if they're as good as they can be, well, that helps the pass rush. And then you already know in camp Jordan, where you got hall of famer, Marcus Davenport very well, obviously injuries is the, the big question with him, but the Mark right. Davenport hype trains fully rolling. Sheldon Rankins, if he can get back to where he was two years ago, I mean, that is a, a, a pass rush that builds upon itself and it almost becomes like the whole becomes greater than the sum of its parts because when you like, let's say you have a third down package where you have Davenport and Clowney on the edges, right. and then Rankins and 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 Jordan on the interior, everybody wins. Everybody's helped out. And then if the right. secondary is better, they hold on the ball longer. So like, yeah, and for Clowney, it's make ten million dollars, reprove your worth. Like right. you could stack stats here, and right. then uh, and then go get paid long term somewhere else. Yeah, I mean. Let's talk about this uh this Tennessee Titans uh you know like they're actually bidding uh for Jadavian Clowney. Like realistically, do you look at t- the Tennessee Titans as a potential threat to the New Orleans Saints and possibly signing Clowney? 
Um, I mean, to the I, I would say yes, just because that is kind of you know the people are saying this with the two teams it's down to, and it's always so hard to get in. Like, it, it's always whenever it's an individual person deciding something, it's just super hard to predict what they're going to do, right? And I don't, I can't pretend to have like any inside info on the situation. I think looking at it. I think the Saints look like an objectively better landing spot uh, if he really does want to go to a Super Bowl contender. Like, Tennessee's all right, but look, they haven't gone 13-3 and the past two years, right? They had a really hot half year. Um, The Saints have won more games than any other NFL team over the past three years. So, like, if he really wants to contend for a Super Bowl, it would seem like Noron's a choice. And then, as I said, with the Saints' defense – uh, and what I believe them to be this year, and if the offense is good, teams are going to have to be throwing to catch up. I think Clowney gives you a better chance, or I think Clowney has a better chance of stacking uh, uh, numbers. So, yeah, I mean, look, absolutely, he could end up in Tennessee, but um, I don't know. I, I I think the Saints would make a lot more sense. And the Saints, dude, I don't know if you heard, but they're going like full – College recruiting style. Uh, yes. The sitting coach to Houston, yes. right? <laughs> Man, you just you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, I was going to say the same exact thing. I mean, you going to LSU? I mean, I'm pretty sure you know about recruitment. I mean, having your players, your top players, text this guy and tell them about the food uh, inside. I mean, that he can get <laughs> in New Orleans and and talk about the opportunities. Talking about how much he could be on TV. I mean, this is this sounds like you know this sounds like Brian Kelly going into a recruit locker room and say, we're going to play all our home games on NBC. That's what it seems like. It's like they're trying to stop at, at nothing to try to get them, which I, I can understand because T-Bob, I mean, it's pretty clear that the Saints are trying to stack the deck. They're really trying to get another Super Bowl championship. Yeah, A lot of people feel like this is going to be Drew Brees' last year, and they feel like this might be the last opportunity that they have. And you're looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, getting Leonard Fournette, I mean, getting Gronk, getting all these different weapons. So they, they want to make sure that they're more competitive than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and TJ, one thing that's, I, I think, interesting about um, this being the year for the Saints, too, is just right. that everything's kind of led to this moment where the cap is such and right. players are in their rookie contracts at certain points. Like, like everything kind of perfectly aligned to where you can still have a team that has Breeze and Ramchick and Lattimore and Kamara right. and Mike Thomas. Because although, like, the Saints have a lot more cap room than, like, national riders or have you believe, or if you just look at the contracts on the book for la- next year, like, they have right. a lot more flexibility than a lot of people realize. But sure. – Still, with that cap, which we thought next year was going to be 215, now it's only going to be 175 potentially. Um, I I don't know. I just feel like you're in a really tough spot if you're really trying to bring back Kamara, Lattimore, and Ramchick on top of who you've already kept and paid. So, uh, yeah. So, and then, and then once you're in the post breeze era, who knows what happens, right? So yeah, yeah, this is that, that's why they're going so all in on Clowney because they are absolutely all in on this year. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Kamara, uh, the Houdat Nation. I mean, they're inboxing me, you know, emailing me. What about Kamara? What about Kamara? Everybody's throwing, trying to throw money at, at Clowney. What about Kamara? Do you see the New Orleans Saints re-signing him before week one? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Again, no inside info, just kind of reading 
the situation. I think both sides would ideally like to have a deal done by then. Like I said, the cap is the thing throwing the wrench in all of this. Um, and, and the reason is, is because the Khmer contract would be a long-term, like if you're talking about why Clowney, not Khmer, what are we talking about here? It, it's like I said, the number for Clowney is pretty much irrelevant, right? It's whatever right. Mickey Loomis thinks he can make work in the cap because it's only a one-year deal. It's a right. true mercenary deal. Right. Uh, with something like Khmer, obviously that's going to be a multi-year commitment. Right. And so it comes with more risk. Uh, it comes with you having to consider the like, like whatever you extend Lattimore and Ramchick to next year, that doesn't matter for the clowny contract because right. he won't be here. Right. So it's like right. it, in the Camara contract, you have to take that into account. Um, I, I think they'll find it. I think they'll pay him. Obviously, I think I think his side started about fifteen million right under McCaffrey. Right. Uh, I think the Saints were maybe are twelve or something, but like Joe Mixon just right. signed for twelve, so you know he'll get more than that. Right. So you probably end up in like thirteen, fourteen, and 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 maybe the Saints give less overall money, but more guarantees. Like right. I, 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 they can get creative with this thing, and deadlines tend to kind of force things to get done. And, and and so while it's not like a technical deadline, I feel like the, the beginning of the season is, it does exert some pressure on the situation. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at maybe like 13.7 a year for four, you know, four years, yeah. 55 million or something like that, you know, respectable. Uh, and then maybe, maybe Mitchell. like yeah. the, the, sorry, maybe like the TJ, my bad dude, but maybe yeah, like, right. uh, like the majority of that guaranteed, right? Like right. to where Camara can feel like, okay, this is not a super risky contract. It's maybe not the, per year number I wanted, but I know what I'm getting when I sign. Yeah. I mean, Kamara, you got to keep him in the organization. I feel like he is going to be a uh, very important to the Saints transition plan, you know, after Drew yeah. Brees, because I often say, and I'm pretty sure a lot of, I've heard a lot of people say this, the best friend of a young quarterback is a running game and a good defense. And I think Alvin Kamara actually helps you out, especially when it comes to you know, checking plays down, uh, making plays happen. You know, we've seen him with uh, Teddy Bridgewater, even though Teddy Bridgewater isn't a rookie, but, I mean, he's in, in comparison to, like, Drew Brees being there all those years and finally a new quarterback coming in, technically he was playing as if he was a rookie for the first time with the Saints. And you've seen Alvin Kamara in that Seattle Seahawks game, and you've seen him, like, make a lot of plays happen and help out Teddy Bridgewater tremendously. So, yeah. Uh, I think that he is very, very important to what the Saints are going to do. Uh, yeah, Al, Al, Kamara's gotten a bit of a weird couple of years where I feel like he's been overly dinged. Like, like his reputation has suffered more than it should have. But you know what right. sucks? A lot of times that comes from playing hurt. Yeah. And that's what he did last season. And Underhill's got some numbers on it. But, like, if you look at, like, the first five games, not just statistically, but, like, broken tackle rate and stuff – the first five games of last year, he was pacing incredibly. He gets hurt, and then everything takes a big hit for the rest of the year. But it's like, and, and you know, and that's how we judge him. But then it's like, right. well, would you rather him sit out or still late on the line for the team? So, no, look, I'm a firm believer. If the Saints end up splitting with Alvin Kamara, um, then they have failed. Like, that is not the yep. outcome that they want. Yep. I don't care if you get a first. I, I, I don't care if you get a first. Uh, a first-round pick or not. Yeah, I, I mean, I went on record and said if the Saints were to allow Alvin Kamara to leave, that would be one of the biggest uh, mistakes that this franchise has ever made. I, I think yeah. that he is that important to what the Saints do. And um, I had Nick Underhill on the show last week, and I think he said uh, he was on pace before he got hurt to have something like 1,900 total yards from scrimmage. Yeah, or there like you that. go. I mean, something like just 
mind blowing. But I, I know they're going to get it signed. I mean, every all signs indicate, you know, right? I mean, yeah. he goes back to practice. Uh, it seems like the, that I don't know what the heck that was going on that circus that happened on Tuesday. I guess the Saints were off. They needed something to talk about. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean. It seems like somebody's wires got crossed. Maybe a side floated something or something, got a right. frustration. But, right. yeah, it ended up being a lot of drama over uh, relatively nothing. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing him play week one. Uh, let's talk about the defense. Uh, you mentioned Marcus Davenport earlier. Um, for the last two years, he showed flashes, but he always tends to get hurt. Uh, could this yeah. be a year he gets double-digit sacks for the first time? Um, hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I think he'll push double-digit sacks. I mean, I think his pressure rate when healthy last year would would point to that. Uh, I guess I'm just thinking if they brought in Clowney, mm-hmm. is that production then spread out a little bit more versus uh, him garnering it? But then again, like I said, there's kind of a knock-on effect where maybe everybody just ends up with more. Right. So, I, I okay, here's the deal. Here's Okay, I think this is how I feel on it. I'm not willing to commit to saying that I think it's likely that Marcus Davenport will get 10 sacks. I don't think we've seen enough consistency out of there for me to say that he will. Uh, he's certainly capable. I, I would say that he will hit eight sacks at least this year. Um, so I think he'll push, but I, I'm not going to say he hits 10. I, well, I believe he's going to hit 10 uh, on a condition that the Saints don't you know, just have a real full rotation if they sign Clowney. I think he can uh, get 10 sacks. I think that he was, uh, you know, you know, I think he was uh, headed towards the right direction before he got injured. Those first, yeah. those last two weeks before he got hurt, he had four sacks. So he had t- two in each game. So he he was on a rise. Uh, like it's true. You know, if he doesn't get hurt, he might have hit it last year. Yeah. I mean, the problem is, I mean, he just always seems to have some type of injury and he always – misses a, a, a huge amount of time. So I think if he can just get his injury woes under control, and I know, I mean, you can't really control that. You're out there, you're playing, you're putting your best foot forward, and all of a sudden, you know, an injury happens. But if he can keep that under control, if he can stay on the field, uh, I think that he can be that monster that the Saints want him to be. I mean, he, you you see flashes. Like, he he does, like, freakishly athletic no he's a, yeah he, he's a physical monster i mean like he he is a, a freak of nature that's why he got drafted where he did that's why the saints felt comfortable giving up those resources and he looks like tj he may be even more freaky this year because yeah. the word on the street is he's up to like 280 yeah. or like 285 or something so he's like he is he is fully trying to learn you know, he's trying to make himself into like a baby Cam Jordan, which yeah. who better to learn from right. than the all decade legend himself, future Hall of Famer <laughs> Cam Jordan. So uh, you, you, we'll see, dude. Maybe, I hope you're right. I, I hope he hits a 10. Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of contract uh, issues with the New Orleans Saints. They said they're going to have next year, especially talking about possibly being over the cap. Uh, what's one player? on the New Orleans Saints team, you feel like is going to be a cap casualty? Hmm. I should preface this with, I'm not super read up on the Saints cap situation. I did a segment on it like a couple weeks ago and Mm -hmm. I was mainly, I mean, you talked to Nick, right? So like if y'all talked about it, like that's whose information I was going off of. And, and well, okay. So what else is odd about this question is a ton of it hinges on whether or not Drew Brees returns next year. Because if Drew Brees does not return, I can't remember the exact number, 
Uh, but if he does not return, that is a significant portion of the salary cap that is suddenly freed up. I guess what he's making around 20 million. We'll just say like roughly 20 million, right? right? So when we're talking about the Saints, we're planning for 215. Now it's 175. It's a right. 40 million gap you got to account for. Right. Uh taking 20 off the top is huge. So, like if Breeze isn't there, then I think you have a very good chance of restructuring and making everything work and not really having, you know, any any core player be considered like a cap casualty. Uh, if, if Breeze doesn't retire, then I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. I don't know realistically if with the 175 cap, with the Pete extensions and other extensions you gave this offseason, I don't know if you could keep um, Lattimore and Ramchick. And I, and I think you'd probably be committed to Ramchick there, but I mean, I don't. And maybe I'm wrong there, right? Maybe you get rid of a lot of the other, uh, like, Sanu of the team and you keep all the big names. <laughs> I mean, C.D. Deuce, though, C.D. Deuce looks like he's doing uh, – word on the street is he's doing better and better. I mean, Underhill's been raving about P.J. Williams. So, like, it's tough to say now just because so much of what happens this year and then Breeze retire or not will determine it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, you know – if the cap is an issue, I feel like the one person will be Marcus Williams. I feel like Marcus Williams is probably yeah. going to be that guy uh, because I can't remember who said this, uh, but they said, you know, they, they made a good point. They said the Saints uh, don't really keep safeties. You know, like, I mean, you look huh. at Malcolm Jenkins, uh, you look at Von Bell. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, the Saints have a way of uh, roaming our guys out. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, this, this might be – I mean, the list goes on and on. So I think that he might be one of the guys, even though, you know, I, I think that Marcus Williams is way more talented than people give him credit uh, for. But Yes, that's the weird thing about Williams is that he's actually been, he's actually been like kind of like really, really good yeah. in coverage. Like he's been excellent. His tackling's not been excellent, but it's been solid. But he just has, unfortunately, like two of the biggest mistakes yeah. in the most like clear, like this was your fault moment. Right. So I, I always say that Marcus Williams is suffering from O-line disease. Nobody gives a shit about the O-linemen when they <laughs> win nine out of ten plays. But God forbid they give up a sack because right. that's the only time you will talk about them or if they jump off sides or something. <laughs> I mean that's true. I mean we we know the who that nation. We know the who that nation. Uh, they're elephants. You know they don't forget things. You know like so. <laughs> no matter how many plays he's he makes. Like yeah. I, remember, I remember week one against the Houston Texans. This like when he caught that interception. This guy covered like twenty yards of field to come clean across the field. Yeah. Jump in front of that interception. And I think about a play. Even though the Saints lost against the Atlanta Falcons. I mean. Some of the plays that he makes, I mean, they're, they're unbelievable. And I feel yeah. like with the addition of uh, Malcolm Jenkins, who, uh, you know, he doesn't now have to worry about what P.J. Williams is going to do or is this player going to run past P.J. He, he, now he can focus on his assignment. And I honestly think that this is probably going to be one of the best seasons he has in the Saints uniform because now he doesn't have to worry about, you know, covering for this guy, that guy. He knows Malcolm Jenkins is going to be where he needs to be. And he, he can focus on just being the best playmaker that he can be. So I, I like Marcus Williams. And I, and I like him too, but, the, but, then that, but then that all becomes so much more complicated next year. Yeah. Like you just have – you've drafted – you have uh, what could be considered a very good problem to have, which is just right. that you've drafted so well right. that you want to keep everyone, but your players are raising their value so much that you just can't. Right. Well, I mean, that's the – 
I mean, that's the nature of the beast, right? I mean, also yeah. that's that's the the curse of the 2017 draft, right? Everybody's saying, "Oh, this was the greatest uh, draft by any team in history." I mean, offensive and defensive rookie of the year, yeah. all pro, pro bowlers yeah. all over. But I mean, with that, I mean, you better win now because those guys are, are constantly uh, bringing their value up. So this is going to be an issue for the Saints, and it's going to come down to who you feel like you really need in order to help your team be hey, successful down the line. But it's a better problem to have than like the Jaguars where oh. you've had like <laughs> top 10 picks every single year and every top 10 picks either out the league or playing for someone else. Like <laughs> what the hell, dude? It's funny you said that. I actually seen a video on Twitter and there was this guy who was a Jaguar fan and he was in his closet. And he had the Jaguar jersey. He had a Jalen Ramsey jersey. He moved it back. He had a Fournette jersey. He moved it back. Blake Bortles moved it back. It's like he had like nothing but with first round picks in his closet. I, I would not want to be a Jaguar fan uh, right now. I mean, uh, unbelievable, man. Somebody needs it's, to do something about that front office. <laughs> it's bad. It's 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 very bad. Yeah. Before I go, man, I gotta ask you. I mean, if anybody follows you on Twitter, they know you're a big time New Orleans Pelicans fan, man. You follow the Pelicans. Uh, you're emotionally invested in the team. Yeah. Uh, what's your What's your um, opinion about Brandon Ingram and your thoughts on him being the most improved player? And what about Zion? <laughs> mm, what up? What up? What up? What up? Got my Ingram shirt on right now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, him being most improved player and. Um, how do you see uh, the future of Zion going? What do you what do you see in year one from Zion? I'm still very bullish. I feel good about the future of the Pelicans. Uh, I and let's be clear, I approach the Pelicans as a fan. I I can't pretend to be like uh, an NBA analyst or anything. I've loved right. the game my entire life, but I just watch it as a fan. Um, right. But that said, what what held the Pelicans back most in the Dell Demps era was a lack of a coherent long term vision. Yeah. Everything was very reactive. You were constantly changing strategies. Yeah. There was the one year where you re-sign Omer Ashik and everybody else because you're like, we need continuity and chemistry. And then you fire the head coach. Right. Right. If you made the playoffs, <laughs> you fire Monty Williams and switch. And it's like, well, that's not continuity. So there was always this reactive, oh, let's go grab cousins. It, it was yeah. so scattered. Yeah. Uh, David Griffin has brought a clear vision. He's hired really well. I love Trajan Langdon in that GM role. Yeah. Gail Benson has committed to making the Pelicans their own thing, right? Yeah. She has split the power structure. She gave them new facilities. Like it's no longer like Mickey Loomis trying to just run the Pelicans on the side. Right. right. Um, and then you got the players now. You got Zion. You got a really nice young core. I love Jackson Hayes. Yeah. Uh Nikhail Alexander Walker has a lot of potential. Um and so I think the long-term future is very bright. I think that it's tough to know uh, too much what to make of Zion because his highs are so high. Right. Like, I mean, he was constantly putting up stats where it's like he's the first player since Shaq to do this, the first player right. since Michael Jordan. So it was like all this right. crazy stuff. But then also the lows are pretty low, right? And right. there are there are injury concerns. And uh, unfortunately, it seems like so much of the bubble was centered around the Pelicans and Zion, yep. and they had such a great chance to gain the hearts and minds of New Orleanians first, right. and then national people second, mm -hmm. and they just failed terribly yeah. at that. And so everybody feels real low, but if this is like a stock market, right, I feel like the price would be driven down right now, but I would say buy 
because I think that uh, I think that they will be very good. I just don't know what to do with Lonzo Ball because I actually believe in him and think that right, me too. he's going to be really good, but I don't know how much money you can commit to him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what do, who do you think is going to be the next head coach of the Pelicans? If, if you were just looking at the landscape, who would you bring in that you feel would be a good fit uh, for the Pelicans team? I, I don't I, – okay, so I get asked this a lot. I, I don't know, to be honest, TJ. I don't know, man. I think, I think, I think, choosing, NBA, I think choosing NBA coaches is so tough to begin with. Right. I, I do know that I find some things unattractive. I don't really like uh, some of the retreads. Like, like Jason Kidd did nothing for me. Right. Uh, Mark Jackson rumors do nothing for me. Right. I wasn't – and, and then, like, I wasn't on the Ty Lue rumors, but right. – a lot of people in the know love Tyloo yeah, as a potential yeah. candidate, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I can't pretend to know better than these guys. So I don't have a great opinion. What makes me feel better about it is, like I said, I do trust in David Griffin and Trajan Langdon, and I right. trust their process. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I, I think whoever they land on, even if my initial reaction is kind of, ugh, I'll, I'll just <laughs> see to, I'll, I'll see to their judgment. But, but, and then I'm also someone though, I like taking a risk. I mean, look at the coaches that are still hanging around right now. Nick nurse, Brad Stevens. These were their first head coaching jobs. And, and, and I was a Popovich maybe in the club was like, whatever. But point is, there's a lot of good coaches that end up in a place forever, but it's because at one point somebody took a chance on them and gave them that first job. Yeah. Well, no matter who they select as head coach, I think we both can agree that the future of the New Orleans Pelican is bright as long as uh, Zion Williamson is uh, healthy and, uh, you know, that force that everybody knows he's going to be. But T-Bob, thank you so much for your time, man. And let everybody know how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, I'm at T-Bob53 on Twitter. Uh, I do Off the Bench Morning Sports Talk Show, 7 to 10 a.m., if you Google 104.5 ESPN YouTube, uh, we're live there every day. And, like, uh, we're on 100.3 in New Orleans. So if you like that, you can check us out there as well. Thanks so much, TJ. Thanks for having me, man. Man, thank you, T-Bob. Thank you for your time, man. Yes, Take sir. Care. Who that? Who that? <laughs> yeah, man. Shouts out to T-Bob, A-Bear, man. Uh, great insight. And y'all got some Pelicans information, man. So the best of both worlds right there. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast, facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Check out the audio podcast, Who That Nation, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM, wherever you get your streaming app, you can get it on uh, any of those uh, devices, okay? So you all take care. Have a good and productive day. Uh, if there's any news that, that comes down uh, pertaining to Jadavia and Connie, trust and believe that your boy will have you covered, all right? So y'all be blessed, be happy, be healthy, enjoy your Friday, and like always, all I got to say is, who that?